0: So one competitive advantage is businesses that have high engagement with planning with vision with clear goals succeed faster. Okay? Even if they don't succeed they're assessing what hasn't worked and replanning in a direction. So do you get competitive advantage from having direction and a purpose? Yes you do, right? And a mission. Number one. Um, what other advantage does it give? Well hey, guess what happens when you do thinking, especially in groups, planning etc cetera, etc. Cetera. What happens? Just hugely valuable time ultimately most businesses are more successful competitively if they come up with great ideas or they think of what might go wrong and avoid it (laughs) right so you know fairly simply if you don't invest the time because you're too busy doing stuff reacting to the next client or whatever else then what's going to happen you are going to have a competitive advantage if your competitor is clever enough to sit down think and systemize that planning and thinking Um, and reviewing on a quarterly basis etc so um, there's another competitive advantage
1: welcome to the quick win ceo show and i'm chris o'hare your your host so what is this show about well I have my own business and I just don't seem to have the time to get what I need done. And being an entrepreneur in general is really tricky. We're we're spinning a lot of plates, doing lots of jobs. And that's why I said about getting advice from experts on how to improve your businesses, but to do so in the quickest way that delivers results. And that's hence the title of the show, Quink Win CEO. And make sure to stick around till the end of the show to get our experts' three quick win recommendations. And we're at episode 24. And in this episode, we're talking about plans and why it's a hidden success secret. And our guest today is an expert on plans. And in fact, it's his job title, business planning and growth coach. And his name is Jeff Gosling. When I first met Jeff, he just seemed to find the right words to motivate me. And his insights really impressed me. And I'm not easily impressed. His answers seem to strike a chord with that entrepreneur inside of me. So I know you're going to get a great amount of value from Jeff today. So with pleasure, I'd like to introduce a planning extraordinaire, Jeff Gosling. Hello, Chris, thanks Jeff. very much for a
0: lovely introduction. Nice to see you again.
1: And you, thanks, Jeff. Nice to, to kind of hear um, about how well you were doing before we got started on this show today. So. Let's get cracking straight away. Why do you think we need a plan? And kind of what's the stats that show how that works?
0: Okay, well look, um, hands up if you've tried planning before, or you've done a business plan when you needed money from the bank and you've come up with best intentions and then what happens? It ends up at the bottom of a drawer usually, right? So there's probably a lot of people sitting there going, I don't need a plan, I am fine. So um, yeah, why do you need a plan? Um, well, the question is Do you need a plan? But the the mantra I always go by is the value of the planning is in the planning, not the plan. So I'm more interested in people doing the planning than whether or not they if the plan might change, right? You're planning for battle, you could plan it all, and as soon as you go into battle, it changes. We don't know what's gonna happen in the future. We certainly haven't recently, right? So um, but yeah, so what what I like to differentiate between is the difference between planning. And like having a plan like the outcome is the most important thing and so um the the, the sort of numbers i've heard and the, the evidence i've seen i hang out in a community of amazing people of successful people of top people in success. You know, i get to hang out and talk to all these top successful people research was done and one of the common traits there's not many one of the common traits of people who are super successful is that they do plan they do actually write stuff down and set goals and write them down right so um, statistics are that if you want to replicate highly successful behavior planning and writing it down is part of that
1: so this be the two percent that we've got uh, as part of the title of this actual episode um why why is it two percent what is this two percent number what does that mean
0: um well if you imagine that again when you're using these statistics i'm going to be wary because there might be people on here who want to see the evidence and the data and everything else but just Mm -hmm. taking it as a broad brush there is another statistic that says most people and you can determine some people say five percent or whatever don't really achieve their potential okay a very small percentage of people consistently work towards achieving their potential and yet it's in a part of us to want to do that okay so people don't necessarily want to do planning. I don't want to get very excited about that. But generally, the process of planning and thinking drives us towards achieving our potential. And a very small percentage, 5% uh, bandied around achieve our potential. I mean, how you measure that, again, I'm not 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 here to talk about the the statistics. But likewise, when they do in um, when they interview, as you know, they do, they're always interviewing successful people, What what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? Everyone wants to copy success and it just happens that when you say the two percent it's um they're actually interviewing the people that have got to that point of beyond you know they're actually by any stretch or imagination you'd say yes in their walk of life or what they set out to do they've been successful the top two percent in politics the top two percent in business the top two percent you can always say the top top people so whether it's twos or fives we're talking about the vast minority most people get out of bed and react now about books all day, but most people in business who are successful that I've met, all of them who I've met, are learners. People who have a growth mindset, easily learning. Any type of book you read, like, or Seven Habits by Stephen Cody right? Most people who really implement that stuff say it's good. You know, number one is be proactive. So be proactive. What does that mean? Well, it just starts with sitting down and thinking, right? So if you just remove the word planning and put the word thinking in and then writing it down, in, you know, in essence, do you think that the most successful people sit and have a bit of thinking time, and work out where they want to be and why they want to be there and get clarity such that they can get there? The answer is yes. You know, that's common sense. So hopefully that you know, moves it away from the kind of challenge on, uh, not your challenge, but a challenge around why it's 2%. Maybe you want to be in the top 10%, the top 20%. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, um, most people, the vast majority of people. Don't set goals and write them down, sadly, hmm. despite the evidence that most people who achieve potential or get close to potential do.
1: And so it's one of those two traits that make people successful. What, you know, out of interest, what's the other trait that makes people? Uh, I
0: was hoping you would ask me that. I've forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> Good question. Um, I imagine they, uh, I can check and, um, what was the other main there was a two or three there were two main ones definitely setting goals and writing it down which is relevant for today um my experience if i was a guessing man and i can go back and check um it's the ability to bounce back resilience right keep coming back hardiness it's very very rare that you meet successful people who haven't taken a number of knocks and got their you know it's not overnight success is very rare <laughs> uh,
1: mm, mm. that's definitely that's what it feels like to me It's that they just keep going that relentlessness in fact i was listening to a really interesting podcast the other day and they basically said it's uh the story was that why do some people just not go that extra mile to kind of keep going and keep getting that success and why and the other minority or majority of people depends how you, you see it um tends to get knocked back and then they give up and then that's it that's the end so i'm not surprised um that's that's the majority of the successful people because there's a lot of unknowns in this world and if you fail you know and you get knocked back then you've got to you know step back up and get, get cracking with it so that's a really good point
0: well that viewpoint which comes back to planning um that viewpoint of it's not a, a fork will i succeed or will i fail it's, it's a line fail fail fail, yeah. fail, fail 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 succeed right that's how it works yeah. so fail faster um fail in the right direction and 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 fail small as wherever you can and that thinking thinking the what ifs what might go wrong you know the whole plan for the you know hope for the best plan for the worst is is a is a good adage in life right so
1: yeah 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 absolutely um
0: if you want to fail small think (laughs) do planning
1: yeah I get that and that's and that's really interesting so why would you say that a plan would give you kind of a competitive advantage against um other people who essentially don't plan uh, maybe as detailed or as well yeah what would you say that's
0: oh that's, that's, a, real, that's a really that good, thing? really good question and probably i can think of a number of answers i'll keep it common sense and and brief um mm-hmm. when you plan you set your compass your reticular activating system in your head you do it for an actual reason. You've got a computer, get the best out of it. You know more about computers than I do, Chris. But um, um, our brains are a complicated thing, but they've also got a lot of very old hardware. Okay. And um, I'll give you an example, a little story on that to show you how simply practical it is. I went on holiday, got given a Citroen Cactus car as a hire car. Didn't yeah. ask for one. Didn't even know what one was. Didn't even think it ever sold in the UK, right? Get back to the UK, driving around the M25. What do you all see everywhere, right? This car I didn't even know existed. Your brain can't take everything in, right? You've got a compass. You don't set the compass. So do you think, for example, that the best, most successful businesses and CEOs set direction? Leadership is leading people on a journey, right? Well, that doesn't come up by chance. You've got to think about these things, right? You've got to adapt. So one competitive advantage is businesses that have high engagement with planning with vision with clear goals succeed faster. Okay? Even if they don't succeed they're assessing what hasn't worked and replanning in a direction. So do you get competitive advantage from having direction and a purpose? Yes you do, right? And the mission. Number one, um, what other advantage does it give? Well hey, guess what happens when you do thinking, especially in groups, planning etc cetera, etc. Cetera. What happens? That's hugely valuable time ultimately most businesses are more successful competitively if they come up with great ideas or they think of what might go wrong and avoid it (laughs) right so you know fairly simply if you don't invest the time because you're too busy doing stuff reacting to the next client or whatever else then what's going to happen you are going to have a competitive advantage if your competitor is clever enough to sit down think and systemize that planning and thinking um, and reviewing on a quarterly basis, et cetera. So um, there's another competitive advantage, people's ideas. I mean, how is it that companies, I don't know, like Nokia start out in the paper industry and end up in the phone industry, right? It doesn't come, somewhere along the line, people have sat around and said, well, you know, what's the problem or well, what do we need to solve? That's planning. Mm-hmm. The other major competitive advantage, um, most, I work with a lot of business owners, all different types, profiles, everything else. I suggest from my experience that a high proportion of people that set out there in business are reasonably optimistic. Because if you weren't optimistic, why would you go into business? Okay, statistics are against you. So you're of the community of the population, you are probably more tolerant to risk than some. Also, a lot of people who are in entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs I meet, they're looking, they're excited by new things, right? So a couple of tendencies I see all the time, which is why people have coaches, is including me, by the way. um, One of the things you see is that people are easily heading off in a different direction. Oh, I've met this person. This has happened. I'm going to go off and do that. Okay. Um, So shiny object syndrome. Mm. One of the other things I see is they have an optimistic view of something, so they'll take the risk, but they don't look at all the what is. So having focus, staying on task and saying, that's where I want to get to. Will this shiny object get me there faster or is it just a shiny object? Being able to check. Uh, if I go down there, what am I if I do that? What am I not going to do? If I invest there, what am I not going to invest in? All of those conversations with a planning, that's just planning. It's literally saying, is it? where I want to be? Is it going where I want to go? So it keeps you on track. Also, if you then know what the most important thing is, it gives you clarity. So all the people I meet in business who tell me they're too busy, they're trying to do too many things. You can't do it all. There's only so many hours in a day. So what's of highest value? If you don't plan, you don't know. So clarity is the other main thing that I think my clients certainly and everyone I work with who does do planning gets from it, including me. And I think a business with clarity is going to Succeed faster than a one without.
1: So, did you say that the the uh, competitive advantages the main ones?
0: Well, yeah. As I say, the main ones are your your business is your team primarily, which is direction, engagement, good leadership.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You've got um, clarity as a business and staying on track, and you've got the avoidance. Uh, the idea the positive side which is coming up with new ideas that can get you there faster and then and avoiding the negative which is not properly thinking of what might go wrong and planning
1: for it Mm, makes a lot of sense i mean um i think the shiny object syndrome is the um probably one of the best things i've seen stopped from a plan so it's that idea that there's this new idea that's popped in because entrepreneurs are full of ideas we, we always want to do lots of things and we never have the time to do them and so we see potentially the, the direction we're going in at the moment is a bit hard and we're thinking right there must be an easier way so we're looking at you know all the different other solutions that we could to get essentially to the same end result which whatever vision that that might be and something new comes in and you feel like oh that could be an easier route to where i want to get to and that's that feeling of um oh i might be missing out potentially fomo um might be missing out by not really following. That. Yeah, yeah yeah you're not necessarily following that direction and therefore you know it, it knocks you off off um your plan yeah. so to speak and that, and i guess the plan just reminds you to kind of keep going and, and keep moving forwards no matter what new things land on your lap and I, i'm definitely one who has done that many times in my career as i've kind of gone through in my business
0: yeah um, it's that do you do yeah. a load of stuff badly and jump about or do you give something long enough and that's the, one of the hardest things in business for all of us it's kind of mm. marketing or or a team member you know you how long do you give that or how much do you do that if you chop and change too quick you're not giving anything a chance and if, if you leave it too long you're essentially deluding yourself that it's going to get better when it's not and and that's why again I keep coming back to it if you've got planning forces you to put good planning forces you to put numbers in but and and that includes accountability so you can make more black and white decisions we'll give it until then and then that will happen or it won't (laughs) right otherwise you find things have been dragging on for months or like you just said you haven't given it long enough and you jumped off so yeah I mean Again, I'll just come back to the same point. You know, Planning is really just thinking, but also with it written down with some clarity so that you can benchmark. Um, Because ultimately, business is numbers, right? So are the numbers can improve.
1: But the other thing, for me, it's about reminding me of, of where I'm going and actually why I'm doing the things I'm doing and why I'm slogging to essentially get to that end goal um and putting the plan in place just breaks that down and makes me feel a bit more in control i would say uh and and that i'm actually achieving something and i'm, a, I'm taking each taking a bite out or a little chunk out of a bigger problem
0: Oh, well you've just raised that's the point i meant about clarity you've given the stuff that's a really good thank you that that's what i meant by clarity it's too mm. big on its own up there what do i do now <laughs> planning gives mm. you that next step and i just mm. say i do. i'm coaching the morning that's basically what you end up in a, in, a, in a session you say i've got this thing i need to achieve but what do i do this week what do i do this week simple first step mm. oh okay write that down do that each week and you'll get there you know clarity oh it's heaven sent
1: i mean i've never really done a plan until i met you when we first spoke, I um, thought I'd been doing plans, but actually what I've been doing is glorified to-do lists Mm. um, with no set deadlines and no set timelines. Uh, And I think that's a really core component of a plan is timeline, right? Instead of having lots of things to do, you have things to do in a certain amount of time. And I mean, there's that principle that, um, you know, your work tends to fill the time that you have that's a really good one and i think a plan kind of iterates and improves um, the more you work on it but that was the biggest thing for me so when i first worked with you uh, i felt like i hadn't broken down my tasks well enough for me to actually deliver them in a time span and be able to do them within a you know weekly or a monthly or a a yearly uh, cycle and that's, at the end of the day, what we're talking about is consistency, right? It's just, yeah. it's moving towards something consistently will get you there eventually. And a plan just gives you that tool or framework to do that, right?
0: Yeah, especially when you put your personal development goals um, in mm-hmm. that plan. So you can plan in this window of time, I wanna get there, what do I need to be better at? Or what habit do I need to build? Um, and you know, you, most breakthroughs come from building a new little habit a change um Mm. and those little things compound um and that's definitely evidenced and uh, again it's difficult to know what to focus on and, and which new habit you need to build or what you need to learn if if everything's important too much um get good at one thing build one habit and then stack the next the next the next. you know um I love the mantra, you know, life by the yard is hard. Life by the inches is a cinch. Um, it's, it's overwhelming uh, without. Uh, I, as I said, I'm not naturally by profile like you. I'm not a planner, but I've learned and built the habits and skills over time, mm. and um, it pays back. <laughs> mm. It doesn't take any. Just to be clear, it takes no time to plan. Anyone thinks I've got time to plan now the reason you haven't got time is because you're not doing it right mm-hmm. you, you you only get whatever you invest and I say invest in planning in thinking in coming up in building these habits whatever you invest in that it's highly leveraged you'll get it back again and again and again think of times when you've rushed off and done something and if you thought about it you wouldn't have wasted time and money think about the, the times when you've been overwhelmed and have not worked very effectively because there's too much on your plate or you yeah. know that, that, that's the time sink not sitting
1: down thinking about it so we've kind of understood why a plans are important but what should a plan consist of in terms of um, the main components of what that looks like so yeah. it's not a to-do list it's something more than that but how yeah you I mean that-
0: uh, obviously a big conversation about business plan and what should be in it and uh, you know mm. people can reach out and, and, and raise their hand I'm sure through you or through whatever and we can we can sort of point them in more detailed direction Um, and there are softwares out there and everything else. So I'm not going to go into the weeds. I'm keen on just giving you the high level for the purposes of, as you said, a quick, quick CEO, um, situation, um, Mm. people generally in a business plan. And I'll talk about a business plan. Um, actually I won't, I'll reference personal as well in a minute, business plan. Most people say what they want. So they go to the bank or an accountant and and they draw up what they want, what the revenue, the profits, the numbers. Okay, good. Right. What do you want it to look like? Okay, so the what is important, um, especially if you want to borrow money. But don't you know a business plan is not the numbers you give to the bank. That, that is a financial plan, and it's the what you want. I want this many clients, that margin, doing that, and delivering that. Right. So most people understand that you need the what. Um, breaking that down to your point, as I mentioned, clients. I mean, some say, "Oh, I'll double my revenue this year, or quadruple my revenue." That's not a plan. You know, that's a wish list. That's a finger in the air. You know. So when you do your what, what does that look like? I mean, what's the average value of a client? What type of clients you want to work with? What's the average value of one of them? How many do you need? You know, because what that does enables you to think of that how, right? So how are we going to do it? Now, you don't have to get into the weeds and you don't have to plan exactly forever, right? As you know, because you've joined me for it, you know, the critical missing link in that ladder from long term planning to yearly planning to what I do today or this week is quarterly planning. So um, you might want a kind of reasonably. That's what I want in terms of what for the next five years and one year and this year's targets and this blah blah blah. But then you've got to break it down. What are we going to do this quarter? What's the first step, right? Um, likewise with the how. You don't necessarily. There's no point planning how you're going to do stuff in year three of a five-year plan. No point. How much more are you going to know in three years or even next quarter compared to now? So you're in the how. You're really only looking at well, okay. So how we how do we think we're going to get there. And that's usually linked in business to something like a marketing plan, a strategy. Most businesses do two things: they deliver value to some people. Right? So you really only got two things to worry about, right? How are we going to deliver value? Is it valuable enough? And who are we going to deliver it to, and how are we going to get them? Right. So that's the two things you need to think about in terms of your how, keeping it real quick and simple. And that tends to come around your marketing plan: who you're marketing, what product. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. How detailed you go down to you, you know. Some people have marketing people do that. I help people with it. Um, but yeah, so that's the how. The final bit, which you mentioned and referenced earlier, which is where I start to bring it towards personal, is the why. Often people miss the why out of their planning, and the purpose of your business. Really important, as we know. Simon Sinek. Start with why. People. Stay at retention of staff, direction, everything comes. So why is your what's the purpose of why you're doing it all? Now that's business, yes. It's also personal. I deal with business owners primarily. The business is there to give you more life. What do you want that to look like? First thing I do with clients when I start working on a coaching program is spend afternoon with them doing what we call an alignment, which is they set the business goals and the personal goals, and you make sure they're aligned and how we know that's not done properly is where people end up climbing this ladder of business reaching success and then you talk to them as i do all the time and they don't feel successful because the business hasn't given them what they wanted in the first place and they didn't even know what it was they hadn't planned right so you know just having something i think mine was lying around i don't know if it still is but um, just having that i know there's loads of stuff out there on how to do it the vision boards the or what you want life to look like? Yeah, there's mine, I'm completely candid, right? It doesn't have to be a big detailed plan. That's one piece of paper. In fact, a lot of people would say that the best plans can be put on one piece of paper, at least summarized on one. So I have the longer term plan, five years forwards, while I'm doing it all, family and everything else. Then a 12 months, which is on the wall here. There's only three or four things on there. Then a, a quarterly, only a few things on there, and you've been through that process. And then a weekly and then a daily. That's it in a nutshell. Um, So conscious of time, but that's it. You've got what you want to do, the numbers, what you want to generate, how you're going to do it, which is I'm going to deliver these value and services to these people. So I need to be able to deliver and I need to be able to get clients. And why are you doing it? What do you want out of it? What do you want life to look like? Or what do you want your business's purpose to be? What does it do for the world?
1: I mean, that's that's just really useful for me to hear because um that's i mean as i'm going through that plan i mean it's like a muscle that i need to learn um ah, it's a skill
0: it's a skill people come planning once and they go oh yeah i've done a bit of planning While well, they do it on their own i think i've got a plan hmm. trust me this is i've worked with people for years i've still working with my first client i see the progression from me and them you do this year after year after year you look at your plans after and you when you do quarterly yeah. planning seven eight nine ten times oh then you're getting the hang of it who gets great at something
1: doing it once not very true no and mm. do so, it again
0: and again and again get better
1: at it yeah i completely agree so some people are going to be listening to this and they'll feel they're overwhelmed and they won't be able to create a plan and never mind to stick into one so kind of what's your three quick wins that or, or hacks that tell these people when it comes to a plan you know what are those things that can deliver the most impact in the shortest amount of time?
0: Uh, yeah, so um number one, as I said, don't start planning your financial business or anything else until you've gone through an exercise on your own with books, with someone else, doesn't think like me, but people like me. There are people, systems, reach out if you need them. That can help you go through a process to get clarity on what you want out of life and where you want to get to because building a business is hard work you want to make sure you get the rewards. so number one where do you want to be in your life and what type of business do you need to give it to you and that doesn't have to be some big business expert thing that's personal an emotional attachment to a bunch of stuff that you really want to do it for okay people as well no point you know losing the people around you because you're working too hard and you're not seeing your kids grow up right? so number one start there that doesn't have to be technical business or anything else um number two learn before you earn if you're not very good at planning and you're overwhelmed learn to plan ask get help like you would with anything else just get help read a book on it uh, come to a session talk to chris reach out to go to someone investing in getting good at this is going to change your life why wouldn't you invest in it right? So number two, get help if you don't know how to do it. There's plenty of systems out there. Learn before you earn. And number three, keep it simple. You're not trying to come up with some massive gravy plan forever. Right? Start off simple and maybe develop it over time. Don't you know navel gaze forever thinking I don't know the outcome that's going to happen in five years' time. Get so far and then move on. What do you generally want to be in five years? What are the most important things for the next one year? Okay, what do I need to do? Two or three things this quarter. Right, break it down, as you said earlier. Sounds easy. If you want to get better at that process, get help, if you can follow that process. Um, People can reach out as well. There's things like vision orbits and all these one-page plans, and there's plenty out there. I don't want to particularly um, advocate one. It's different people find different ones, but there is, you're not doing anything that hasn't been done before, right? But if you keep it simple, try to get it down on a page, you know, a page on quarterly, or a page on weekly, or a page on daily, um, a page for your future one, I've got up there, my vision summary. Then it's there, it's on the wall. That's the other thing I'd say. Don't do this stuff and shove it in a drawer. It's not in front of you, don't it's not working for you, don't use it. Mm.
1: I think that's the biggest one for me, that Mm. having it in front of me.
0: Yeah, I've got loads of clients who've got all these technical things and they do all this and they do all that. And I laugh and I just Mm. I can show you my plan on four bits of paper. So Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah.
0: So if that overwhelms you, four bits of paper, then you just need to learn how to do four bits of paper.
1: Great. Well, thank you for your uh, your quick wins sir uh, Jeff. And um, I think everyone's gonna get a lot of value from that. So really appreciate that. And thanks for your time today.
0: Well, thanks for the opportunity. And my, my vision is to build a business that helps other business owners. So I'm more than delighted to have been able to, um, thank you for the opportunity to hopefully help some.
1: Yeah, and I'll share your contact details with the audience. Um, so if they wanna get in contact with you, they can. So Excellent. thank you, Jeff. Thank you. Great. So, thank you for listening, everyone. And like I said, I'll post Jeff's contact details in the comments. And if you want to hear about our next episode of Quick Win CEO, make sure wherever you're watching this um, on LinkedIn or, or YouTube that you click the subscribe or follow. Or if you're listening on a podcast, just hit again the subscribe or follow, and you'll be notified the next time you we go live and, and get one of our Quick Win shows uh, to help. Boost your um, business for that month. And quickwindceo.com is also where you can subscribe by email. But in the meantime, I'm Chris O'Hare, your Quick win CEO, signing out.